Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Justin Robert Young program. My name is indeed Justin Robert Young, and boy, do we, I'm not even going to get, I'm not even going to fart around. Guys, we had so much stories, so much stories, I can't even speak straight. So many stories, three big stories, so uh, let's dispense with this formality and get right into it. One of the lessons I've learned now that I'm a wizened old 36-year-old man is that the times I've looked the most foolish in my life are the times where I have ignored the perspectives of others. I've minimized them, I've run over them, I've used them for a cheap laugh. I've denied myself the ability to understand that there are trends that I did not see emerging. There were revelations that took me years longer than I should have because... I was threatened by my own way of life to think that somebody else could live theirs. And it is with that restraint that I tell you, boy, howdy, do I have no good goddamn idea what the hell is happening in this Caroline Calloway story. I mean, I feel like this has got to be one of the most uh, uh, post- millennial, Gen Z, whatever you want to call it, kind of uh, uh, situations where you are immediately introduced to something that you had no idea was even a thing. Twitter would not exist today if it weren't for the fact that people were talking about how influencer influencer Caroline Calloway had her ghostwriter tell all in a personal essay on thecut.com Now I'm assuming that you like me have no idea who Caroline Calloway is. Well, I found out when I read the article that she is an Instagram influencer. She was a fairly early Instagram influencer. She's very much a young adventure picture taker, vlogger, whatever. She had adventure grams. The idea was that you could have an adventure no matter where you are. Now, this is where I don't want to get dismissive. This is where I don't want to get stupid. Because I know that part of what I want to say is, oh, my God. Rich girl goes on vacation. News at 11. But obviously, people enjoy her. They like her. There is something that, for a girl in her early to mid-20s, 
communicating to other girls in her early to mid-20s, finding yourself, being confident, understanding that you indeed can spread your wings no matter where you are, but also it'd be nice if you went to Rome and Sicily and London and Amsterdam like this lady. That your life will be enriched, your life will be better. Well, here's the problem. She's apparently a... I mean, never... All right, so this article. Um, here was my number one thought with this article. Oh, my God. If, if I can tell you guys anything, men, women, alike, never date a memoirist. For God's sakes. I'm, I'm telling you this because I care about you. I'm telling you this because I love you. I didn't even know I was dating a memoirist. I dated her in high school. And the next thing you know, in college, like six years later, I was even out of college. She shows me these like stories that I'm involved in because she's a memoirist. It's like talking about how my breath was bad and shit in high school. And I'm like, what the fuck? My trembling hands. I remember it. I mean, I look, I guess it was good writing. I remember it, but it was about me. It was fucking embarrassing. There's always just like those little turns of phrase that memoirists have that make every little thing that much more. And so this story is a memoirist telling the story about how she told the story for another memoirist because she was the ghostwriter to this Caroline Calloway character. She apparently wrote all the Instagram captions. Now, life went into divergent paths for Carolyn and our author. Carolyn uh, uh, was using, or they worked together on this Instagram thing, and eventually Caroline Calloway wound up getting a book deal. She's, I guess, spiraled out of control, and uh, her book deal fell through. She wanted to do a tour, and uh, uh, it totally fell apart. She was selling tickets before she had a venue. Like, just a lot of really getting your head over your skis kind of stuff. But that's my headline. My headline is just never get involved with memoirs. It's just a bad idea. I don't know. If Ashley told me right now she wanted to get into memoir writing, I might divorce her. I might. That would be a test. <laughs> All right. We got another story. I'm going to play the bumper again. A radical new bill has been passed in the California Senate. Assembly Bill 5 will require Uber, Lyft, and gig companies, up to and including DoorDash, Caviar, literally any of these apps that you sign up to do a thing and you put yourself on the clock and then you go do a thing and then you get off when you want. Now you're no longer an independent contractor. You are now an employee. Which means that you are entitled to all the paperwork that an employee goes through and all the benefits that an employee gets. I don't know how to feel about this one. Quite honestly, I don't. Uh, 
because Uber has always seemed to me at least and they have taken great pains to position themselves at least in their public facing stuff to be a side hustle be something that you can do on the side this is not necessarily something that you would do i mean although they have greatly inflated like oh you can make up to seven billion dollars tomorrow for driving for 15 minutes like that kind of stuff is always ridiculous but in general i guess i've and i've never driven for uber and you know i podcast for a living so uh, 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 take my opinion for for whatever that's worth. But I've always thought of it as a thing where you could just do it when you want to, and then not do it if you don't like the deal. Like like if the deal's bad, you can always walk away. I thought it was screwed up when they were like stopping drivers from like driving with other companies. That I thought was really screwed up, and that broke down. And so now people will be able or have been able to take rides on all sorts of different stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I also, you know, maybe I've just spent so much time as an independent contractor that I've come to value the benefits of that. If all of a sudden, you know, some of the things that I use as like in in an ad hoc perspective, like they wanted, they were, they were forced to make me an employee. I would not like it. I would, I would fight against that. But again, we're keeping open for perspective. My initial reaction is, I don't know if that's a good idea. But rideshare people, if you're driving rideshare, let me know. Is this a good idea? Are you for it? Because some of the language I saw on this of like, like one job should be enough. It just seems more a protest to the gig economy in general, of which like... I guess I have a hard time thinking that that it's it's the the companies that are giving the jobs that are the problem. I think it's the larger problem that we don't have as many steady jobs. But I think the the best thing would be a lot of steady jobs and a lot of these stopgap kind of things. Now maybe people are using these apps as more than a stopgap and then the question is how should we fix that? Uber's response is, fix what? They said they're not going to comply because they still don't believe that they are being covered by this law and they will go to court to fight it. <sighs> Hachi machi. All right, one more news story. Just some anti-government crank. I like this. This is actually a good thing uh, Gavin Newsom's doing here. This is also out of Sacramento, California, making news. California would allow college athletes to earn money from the use of their names, images, and likenesses in a bill passed by the state legislature on Wednesday, headed to the desk of Gavin Newsom. The legislation has garnered national attention with athletes such as NBA stars LeBron James and Draymond Green praising the potential for California to give college athletes a share of the windfall they help create for their universities and the National Collegiate Athletic Association. The Senate gave final approval to Senate Bill 206 with a 39-0 to vote. 
but the NCAA has forcefully pushed back against the bill, saying it has the potential to kill amateur athletics if it becomes law. The NCAA sent Newsom a letter Wednesday calling the legislation unconstitutional and harmful. If the bill becomes law and California's 58 NCAA schools are compelled to allow an unrestricted name, image, and likeness scheme, it would erase the critical designation between college and professional athletics, and because it gives those schools an unfair recruiting advantage, would result in them eventually being unable to compete in NCAA competitions. Now, all right. Here's where I think that, that the NCAA thing and the Uber thing is different. The NCAA very clearly has little overhead and makes a lot of money. Like the, the TV deals alone that they are signing are massive. Uber, on the other hand, there's a question on whether or not it actually makes money, whether or not it could make money. They've just gotten done with their second round of 400 layoffs, a 400 person headcount layoffs. Which, granted, for a company that size is not, you know, they're not entering a death spiral or anything. But there is a question about exactly how sustainable that business is. So, I'm fine with the NCAA peeling off a little bit considering, you know, what what is happening with the players where they're, you know, injuring themselves, killing any future earnings for a totally imaginary restrictive reason because you know people might get their feelings hurt if a college athlete is paid and then uber saying that they are paying people that are driving they're just not giving them benefits now could there be more uh benefits toward drivers could uber and lyft and everything be more driver friendly 100 percent and I would like the NCAA to be more athlete friendly. Although I'm, I'm probably hurting my argument by even comparing these two. But I like one thing. I don't like the other thing. Email me whether or not you think I'm right or wrong. Okay, let's get into email. Our email today comes from Gary. He says, hi, Justin. Your encounter with the young black man who apparently thought that you were reacting to his race when he took one of your wings points to a conundrum I have to deal with on a near daily basis. One of my jobs at Disneyland is to direct traffic in parking lots. I'm often in a position where the pedestrian and vehicle traffic intersect. A couple nights ago, I had a line of about five cars approaching a crosswalk. There was a family of three walking toward the crosswalk. They were in deep conversation. They happened to be black. As they approached, I called out something like, please hold up for a second, and they kept walking. I called out again. They did not appear to hear me, and one of them made a couple of steps into the drive aisle. I immediately called out, okay, go ahead and cross, and stop the approaching cars. At the same moment, the woman who had started to cross threw her hands in the air and turned around to step out of the drive aisle. Delayed reaction, I guess. I called out, it's okay to cross, I've stopped traffic. They were all talking to each other and facing away from me. Another family close behind them, who happened to be white, heard me call that out that it was safe to cross and started crossing. The black woman turned to me and said, why are you letting them cross and not us? I pointed out that I told them it was safe to cross twice. She said something like, "Uh uh-huh, rising inflection, and they went their way. 
All this happens in the course of about two seconds. I think that they thought the old white guy gave preferential treatment to the white family. I understand why, after a couple of centuries of old white guys treating black folk like uh, uh, shit, they would think that. But if the white family had been the one to start to cross first, I would have behaved exactly the same way. My job is to do my best to keep vehicles from bashing into each other and keep guests safe as they walk to and from their cars. It makes me sad that I have been judged racist when my only concern was to keep everybody safe. And if someone's directing traffic, please pay attention to them, damn it. Well, now I suspect that I'm just reading stories about white protagonists dealing with troublesome black folks, which I'm not super comfortable with. But let's stew in this for a second, shall we? Ultimately, look, race is a part of our lives. People pay attention to race. People react to race. So as much as, you know, you, you can you can pretend you want to bury your head in the sand and act like it's not there. I don't think that that really gets us any closer to, uh, you know, any kind of happiness. Right. Any kind of harmony. That being said, people are assholes all the time. And when you're an asshole or you're doing something that you're not supposed to and you feel bad or ashamed or you just particularly cruel, you often say the thing that will elicit the most pain. And so if somebody, you know, let's let's say that that family, the woman who, who, uh, who said, uh-huh, feels kind of embarrassed. She thought she, she didn't realize she wasn't supposed to. Then she got stopped. And like, so now she feels kind of embarrassed and a bit pulled about. So now she wants to just flash on you for a second. You know, that, that seems like just behavior of somebody who was kind of put in a corner. As for my wing guy, I don't know, man, whatever. I think that, I think he was just high to be totally honest. We're going to close the book on the wing guy by saying, I think he was just high. Speaking of high, high thoughts tomorrow. If you want to get those in, go ahead and email jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, that is jurydaily at gmail.com. Also, if you want to email in anything else, I need emails about uh, this influencer lady. I need emails about Uber. I need emails about NCAA uh, uh, possibly being forced to pay players. Give me all of them, jurydaily at gmail.com. I want to thank our producers, the Gen Non-Specific Rock and Roll Martian Stephen Well, James the OG Brito Well, and uh, Chris. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Justin R. Young. Uh, please join our Discord at bit.ly slash jurydiscord. I want to thank Sunbun. I want to thank Sunbun again. And I want to thank Open Bayou for getting us the jury stories of the day. Until tomorrow, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying, please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky Hand. Until I speak with you tomorrow, please don't Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>